Hi, and welcome to Behind the Drag, a podcast from in the know that takes you behind the scenes with some of the biggest names in the world of drag. In this series, you'll get to meet the people and stories behind some of the most iconic drag personas. From what makes them tick to how drag has shaped their lives, they're spilling all the tea. On today's episode, we're talking to three drag artists who explore their own identity through performance. Cat Wilderness, Jupiter Violet, and Max Pleasure. And we'll hear how they embrace gender expression in both drag and everyday life. Trans women are as much queens as any other queen. And we can put it on and we can take it off and we own that stage just like any other drag queen. My name is Katarina, known as Cat Wilderness on stage, and I am a trans woman who does drag in Miami, Florida. Drag is an art. It is not a gender. Anyone can do it. Anyone can put on the wigs, anyone can put on the outfits, the makeup, and express themselves however they want to. It doesn't matter, but I know that there's people out there that do not want to see me succeed, live, you know, thrive. And to be honest with you, I don't care them literally and I'm just gonna do myself and that's where I get my confidence from Um, I'm also gonna try not to curse (laughs) Um, if that's okay when we're at these clubs and when we're you know at these spaces that the first thing that people see is our face I I do like what I see but it's something that I've maybe learned I like have learned to love because um, I didn't always obviously love myself, my face. It really was through time and through also being in these spaces and meeting other trans women that do drag here in Miami. I was like, okay, there's more people like me. So Cat Wilderness is a pop star that I've always felt like I wanted to be, that I always wanted to like see on stage. She is a the child of just pop stars. I'm very inspired by Beyonce's outfits. I'm very inspired by Ariana Grande's outfits. I just wanted to live my pop star fantasy. I wanted to like, you know, do world tours and then I wanted to bring drag into those spaces. I always say that I um, am the pop star that you've never heard of. (laughs) I like to perform like for 10 minutes and like with like every single like song from that artist that I'm performing because I want that person in the audience to feel like they're at a concert, like they're watching an actual pop star on stage. These singers that are out there now get inspired now by drag queens. So it's like, why not take our space and what we do into those spaces? So the first time I um, learned like how to do makeup, I I mean, like I always loved watching makeup videos, but I never was like one to like put it on myself. So I never know like how to. Um, but it was literally through YouTube videos and like wanting to try it. Like it really was like after my cousin put on makeup on me, I just wanted to try it myself because I really liked the way I felt when I had, when I was fully, fully done. Here's the picture right here of me fully done up for the first time ever. (laughs) Actually, we recently talked about this. Of course, like the first time that I even heard the word, uh, to be honest. Um, was in like middle school. It was not a good, it was not a good time to be honest with you. I, I remember just being so skinny and so like depressed and like I, I really like didn't understand why. A lot of people see us as the bottom of the barrel, especially black trans women. 
there's so many black trans women and trans women that get killed every year. And I, and I say that to come back to my confidence and the will I have for li my life. I don't get bothered by any staring anymore. I don't get any bothered by any like whispers anymore because I know who I am. I know that I live my life so authentically and so on my terms, you know what I mean? So I'm not gonna let anyone, you know, dictate that. It is a really scary thing, but it's honestly, I think one of the bravest things anyone can do because they're fully being themselves, you know, and trying to really, really become whole in, in the world. I'm gonna live every single day when I wake up to when I go to sleep, how I wanna live it. You can wear whatever you want, you can do whatever you want. And I, I genuinely do believe that if you like listen to your heart and your gut, then you'll, you'll live life the most authentically and the most beautifully. Cause I feel like that's what everybody should do, you know? My top three favorite things about being a drag king. Number one, getting to expand people's understanding of what drag is and what drag can be. Number two, I love being able to tap into my masculinity and my femininity and everything in between, just dancing along the gender spectrum. Number three, I love being a part of the community. Being a part of the drag scene is just so rewarding. I'm Max, you may know me as Max Pleasure, and I'm a drag king based in New York City. Max Pleasure is a rough around the edges rock star. I really like shaking my hair out, wiggling my hips. I always go for the mustache, the goatee, the little soul patch. This is my classic rock star look. So I got like the striped pants, the glam boots. Being the rocker type gave me permission to be performative and flamboyant and dance and sing right off the bat. This is my Rock Lobster look, a little B-52s inspired. I love using props to like tell the story of the performance and like really build the drama. I love a reveal. If you come to a Max Pleasure show, you can definitely expect a lot of snarling and a very good time. Doing musical theater, that's where I found that I really liked being on stage and liked performing. I wasn't necessarily good at it, but I know that it really brought me a lot of joy to dance and be on stage. Around that same time, when I was a teenager, I kind of started to figure out that I wasn't straight. Being bisexual is something that I didn't understand. When I was a teenager, I felt a lot of fear, also a lot of self-loathing. The queer community, these are people that I want to know, a community that I want to be a part of, and that's actually what got me into drag in the first place. I first started drag while I was in college. After dancing back up for some other drag kings, I was like, wait, I want to give this a shot. My early drag days, I was afraid to try putting on a mustache. I was afraid to kind of play with the gender transformation element of it. Finding that drag king community inspired me to take a step a little further and try different things and really push myself to develop my drag king persona and my performances. 
Accepting who I am, I figured that out over time, but actually loving my queer identity and celebrating my queer identity, that wasn't something that I even understood until I started doing drag. And I started spending my time with other performers, going to drag shows where being queer is something that's celebrated. I'm so grateful for in the drag community is that encouragement of self-love. My drag journey really like went full speed ahead once I started performing in Brooklyn and performing in the city. There are so many shows here and so many other performers. It felt like once I got to Brooklyn and to New York City and started performing, I felt like I found this hidden space that I should have known about the whole time. I spend so much time as Max Pleasure. I spend so much time with a painted on mustache, dressing up like a man. I'm at that point in my life where all of my friends are people that I've met through drag. So people only know me as Max, only refer to me with he, him pronouns. And I'm fine with that. My gender identity is something that is very up in the air. I don't know what the right word is to describe my gender. I don't know if it's non-binary or agender or gender fluid. And I'm okay with that. That's something that doing drag and being part of the drag community has taught me. It's okay for me to not know or not be either or not be anything. I hope that drag kings become as mainstream as drag queens are. Drag kings are just as talented. We work just as hard. It's just that our illusion maybe is a little different, but we're still entertaining. We're still talented. We're still worthy of being watched. Luckily with drag becoming kind of mainstream, there's a lot more room for drag kings. Not everyone always knows what a drag king is, but they will, they'll learn. As a trans person, I don't necessarily fit the status quo of what a female or feminine person presents. Jupiter Velvet exists as this kind of escape for me. I created her as a means for me to cope with having to have rejected femininity for so many years as a way for me to live out the adolescent, teenager, childhood fantasy of being a girl that I never got to experience. Hola, mi nombre es Jupiter Terciopelo, or Jupiter Velvet, y vivo en Miami, Florida. Drag really was like a gateway for me to explore this femininity within like this safe space, um, which was this like, queer nightlife scene, where I could slowly inch my way into being more femme, the Miami gritty queer scene really allowed me to be as myself as I wanted to be and as I needed to be. I was able to discover my gender identity, discover my drag aesthetic because there was no limits, no rules. When I'm on stage, I am giving it my all physically and spiritually. I feel so rewarded after performing because I know the power that drag has when I am a spectator of it and I hope to leave the audience with that same feeling. There's this really common misconception that trans women are drag queens and then some trans women have this idea that trans women shouldn't be doing drag. I'm, I'm a trans person and a performer. Those are two separate things. I just started um, HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, taking um, T blockers, testosterone blockers, and taking estrogen. I feel so much more 
empowered and so much more femme fitting into the body that I feel like I belong with. My are growing. Grateful to have my boyfriend who's also trans to be helping me. Like, I've never met somebody more understanding than Eves. He just knows how to like calm me down, make me feel better, make me feel valid. And that's like a great feeling. I spent so many years like living in Miami and hating the water, hating being seen out. Going to the beach means like being like barely clothed in a body that you don't like for the most part. A bunch of, a bunch of cis people. So now it's like incredible because I feel comfortable, I can let my guard down. No matter how understanding or how much of an ally you might think you are, until you walk in our shoes, you like don't understand it. And to have somebody who like understands me, sees me as a woman, no matter what I'm wearing, what I look like, um, it's like empowering and yeah. And he's so cute. <laughs> I would say if you are starting your transition and you are looking for advice, your safety should be your biggest concern. Make sure you're in the right situation and the right place to be doing what you need to do. These are all constructs. Do what you want. My hope is to inspire future generations of trans people and of people in general to feel that there is no right or wrong way to be femme. There is no right or wrong way to be masked. There is no right or wrong way to exist. Period. I'm Jupiter Velvet. I'm just that girl. For more stories from In The Know, go to inthenow.com. You can also follow In The Know on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. A big thank you to Cat Wilderness, Jupiter Violet, and Max Pleasure for sharing their stories. Stay tuned for more episodes of Behind the Drag. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.